0: Welcome back. Welcome to the fall. God is good. And there's what, 80 something shopping days left till Christmas? We're all set for that, are we? You know it's begun. If Costco puts out the decorations, you know they're the ones that signal what's happening next. Well, folks, uh, I want to just say that uh, God is good. Can I say it one more time? God is good. Okay, you've heard that before. And God is good all the time? (laughs) You don't know what to say, neither do I. So we'll move on. (laughs) One of the great things about being married is uh, you're not alone. At least that's the theory. That's the way it's supposed to go. Uh, When I wake up in the morning, I like to put on some classical music just to sort of ease myself into the day. But it's especially nice when Gloria will say, good morning, dear, and suddenly my, it begins my day. It's a wonderful way to start the day. And then she'll say, this is what I really like, then she'll say, do you want anything to eat? <laughs> and that's always greatly appreciated early in the morning. And there's a little bit of chit-chat, and my heart feels good. I feel happy. I'm ready to face whatever's ahead. Can I just tell you one of the most exciting things about Christianity that a lot of people either forget or don't know or don't understand, and it's this, is that God also speaks to us, and he wants to speak to you on a daily basis. In fact, he wants to speak to you moment by moment. Many people do not have that experience. Many people are not aware of the fact that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to them and wants to guide them, wants to instruct them. This morning, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Holy Spirit guidance in our life. We're talking about hearing the voice of God moment by moment, day by day. Back in January, the beginning of the year, we started a brand new series called The One Word that will change your life. And what we did is we invited everybody just to listen to the voice of God, to hear what word that God would give to each person. And for many of you, you knew instantly what that word was. You knew instantly what, what God wanted you to focus on in the course of the year. And really, that's what it's all about. Rather than making resolutions this year, we asked people to focus on one word. And for me, my word was health. And um, I've got... Uh, I've, I've actually had... A really good 2014, it started a bit rough health-wise, but the nice thing is is I, I was able to take a rest. We, both Gloria and I, as you know, we, because it's our 25th anniversary this year, we took, took some extra time alone together and then spent time as a family. And I cannot tell you how good it is to, to take that rest. And I hear the voice of God speaking to my, speaking to my heart into to my mind, that one word, health. And the other good thing that happened is I lost some weight, which is always, you know, two thumbs up on that, right? Right? Yeah, good. So what's your word? And are you, are you working on that thing that God laid in your heart? Some of you said that your word was, was faith. You needed to trust God more. You needed to do what God said. So for some of you, your word was joy. And I'm wondering, are you living a joyful life? For some of you, it was the word family, others marriage. But God's been speaking to you. Here's what a lot of us forget, and that is that God speaks to us on a regular basis. The question is this, are we listening? Do we hear what God has to say? Do you know that 80% of those who make resolutions at the beginning of the year usually have broken them by Valentine's Day? Six weeks in and people are done. They can't do it anymore. Nutritionists say that two-thirds of dieters regain their weight within a year. And 70% of people who undergo coronary bypass surgery fall back into bad habits within two years of their surgery. What, What happens here? How is it that so often we can start off right but end up in trouble? How is it that we can so easily get off course? How is it that that we start out enthusiastic, energetic, we've got the motivation, we've heard the words, and we're ready to rock and roll, we're ready to run those marathons, we're ready, but it all collapses and falls apart. Well, the Reformation theologian Thomas Cranmer in the 14th century shed some light on our dilemma. It's a dilemma that we all face. All of us have this dilemma. And here's what he says. He says, what the heart loves... Ready for that? What the heart loves, the will chooses, and the mind justifies. What the heart loves, the will chooses, and the mind will justify. He points out this. The mind never directs the will. Interesting, isn't it? The mind never directs the will. And I'm going to give you some scriptural support for that in just a moment. He goes on to say, the mind is actually captive to what the will wants. And the will itself, in turn, is captive to what the heart wants. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret about your heart, about everyone's heart, about the human nature, and it's this. We all do what we want to do, unless unless we have learned what it means to submit to the Holy Spirit. Now, for some of you, you know that this is a Pentecostal church. And some of you, quite frankly, are a little shocked that we don't have more of the sort of the manifestations of the Pentecostal church. Can I remind everybody here today who the Holy Spirit is and what he wants to do in the life of the believer? The Holy Spirit is the gift of Jesus Christ. He said, when I leave this earth, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who will do what? He will dwell within you. And he will lead you and guide you and teach you. And the evidence that the Holy Spirit is living in you, is, that, is what we call the fruit of the Spirit. The evidence that the Holy Spirit is in you and working in you is that there is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. Is that evident in your life? Is the Holy Spirit having his way in you, leading you and guiding you and instructing you? Well, here's what you and I need to understand, is that as Christians, what we need to do is we need to get ourselves aligned with the Spirit of God, so that we're doing not what we want to do, but what God wants to do. Now listen, and you can do the arithmetic, you can figure this out. The only way then that we're going to do what God wants us to do is if God gets control of my heart. God's got to get control of your heart. And today, if God has not got control of your heart, then I can guarantee you, I can tell you what kind of fruit you've got in your life, even though I'm not following you around. I know that you're going to be experiencing difficulties and struggles and strife. You're going to be experiencing uh, maybe uh, feeling blue, maybe a little bit depressed, little under the weather. You're going to feel discouraged, defeated. You're going to be having troubles in your relationships. You're going to be having troubles with your finances. But when your heart is under the control and the leading of the Holy Spirit, folks, it radically changes your will. And your mind then will get on board doing what God wants you to do. Now, this is the good news. The good news is that the Holy Spirit still speaks... And the Holy Spirit still guides and leads us. So let's talk about that for a moment. The fact that God still speaks. Because some people have this notion that God only speaks to super spiritual people. People who are maybe nuns or monks. Or people who, you know, uh, who are missionaries or who have been to Bible college or have their bachelor's degree or their master's or their doctorate in theology. I'm going to tell you, folks, God speaks to everyone who is a son or daughter of God. All those who have put their faith in God will experience the Holy Spirit speaking to them and guiding them. The question is this for you today. Are you listening? Are you listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying? Actually, you know, if you look at the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, it is actually a chronicle. Of the ways that God has spoken to His people throughout the ages. Interesting. We just went through the book of Genesis through the summer, and we saw how, how God spoke to, to Adam and Eve, and then to Noah and to Abraham and, and Joshua and Isaac and Jacob, and so on and so forth, and, and Joseph. What do we discover, folks? We discovered that Adam and Eve did not listen to God. We found that, and of course you know the pain and suffering that is brought upon the human race because Adam and Eve would not listen to God, not, would not obey God. Then we come to Noah, and thankfully Noah listened to God and obeyed him and built an ark and saved the human race. And then we get to Abraham, and God says, Abraham, I want you to leave everything behind and go to the land I'm going to show you. And Abraham does what? He believes God and does what God says. So he, he, he obeys, he listens and obeys. And we get on to Isaac and Jacob and, and, and Joseph and so on and so forth. We see, we see that people are either listening to God or not listening to God. And here's what we discover. Every time you listen to God and do what he says, what happens? Things turn out. Every time you do not listen to God, every time you do not hear the voice of God, every time you do not do what God wants you to do, trouble follows. Now, do you think that God... Is trying to get a message across to us human beings. God is saying, do what I say, believe me, do what I say, and watch how things will turn out. Are you listening to God? He still speaks. In fact, the Bible tells us that God speaks in that still, small voice. In the busyness of life, it's sometimes hard to hear the voice of God because we're so busy doing the things that we feel we need to do, and we don't take time to listen That's why we say that the very first habit of every Christian, every follower of Christ, has got to be a personal relationship with God where you have a daily time alone with God. We call it devotions. It's the first habit of every believer. A time where you are taking time out of your busy life to actually hear the voice of God. You say, well, Pastor Allen, is God going to speak to me in an audible voice? Well, he might. But I'll tell you, he's more likely going to speak to you through his written word, we call that the word of God, the Bible. That's likely how he's going to speak to you. And then you're going to say, God, thank you for speaking to me through your word, and God, now help me to do what you say. We see this pattern throughout the scripture. In fact, when we get to the New Testament, and especially in the Gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, God speaks to all those who have come to listen to John the Baptist preach. And as John the Baptist baptizes Jesus, everybody there hears the voice of God saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And on the Mount of Transfiguration, when when Moses and Elijah appear to Jesus before the three disciples, James, John, and Peter, again, the voice from heaven, this is my beloved son. Listen to him, do what he says. And then we get to the book of Acts, And we discover that the Holy Spirit's been poured out upon all those who are followers of Christ, and now God is speaking by his Spirit, not just to the prophets and the disciples and the the spiritual holy and the spiritual big shots. He's talking to everybody. In fact, God speaks to everybody and anybody who's put their faith in Christ. In fact, God wants to speak to you. The question is this, will you listen to him? I'm going to tell you, this is not optional, folks. I'm going to tell you that this is a matter of life and death. You have to listen. If you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, well, you know, just listen to this and and hopefully you'll get something out of it. For those of you who call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ and want to follow Jesus Christ, you have to listen to what the Spirit of God is saying or it will end in death. You say, Pastor, you're being a little bit dramatic here, are you? Well, it may sound dramatic, but that's what the Bible says. Look at what Paul says to the Romans in Romans chapter 8, verses 5 to 6. He says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind actually leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So the question for you today is this. What kind of an outcome do you want in your life? Do you want life and peace? There's not a person here today that would say, Pastor, I don't want life and peace. I want death and destruction. No one's going to say that. It's idiotic. It's stupidity. And yet we choose that. We listen to the sinful nature rather than listening to the Spirit of God. You say, Pastor Alan, I'm not listening to the sinful nature. Listen, if you're not listening to the Spirit, there's only one other option. You're listening to the sinful nature. You're doing what the sinful nature wants you to do. Now, some of you I know are sitting here today and you say, Pastor Alan, you don't know how I struggle with sin. You don't know how I struggle with temptation. There are, there are, it's like demons that are torturing me and bothering me. And I, I, I just, oh, Pastor Alan, I don't know if I could ever be a Christian. Here's what you need to do stop focusing on the sinful nature. Let the Spirit of God speak to you because, folks, this is powerful. Stop focusing on your sinful nature. Stop focusing on your sins. Stop focusing on the bad things that you do. Listen, what you need to do is start focusing on what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. This is revolutionary. You see, our tendency is to try to renovate. Anybody know what renovations are like? I grew up, the two homes I grew up in before I was on my own were two homes that were constantly under, under renovation. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If your house is 100 years old you're renovating it. And there's sawdust, and there's plaster dust, and there's boards that are missing, and there's cracks in the wall, and it just seems you just get the thing fixed, and all of a sudden, you you, you plaster that crack, and one pops out over there. You know what I'm talking about? There's no end to it. Listen, God doesn't want to renovate the old you. He wants to make you a new you. And so what you and I need to learn to do is we need to learn what it means to stop focusing on the sinful nature and start focusing on what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us and through us. This is what it means to be a Christian. God's not trying to fix the old you. What he's trying to do is he's trying to bury you and keep you buried. But we have this tendency to resurrect the old self and, we, and you know, we're, I'm going to fix myself. I'm going to be a better me. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going I'm to run the marathon. I'm going I'm I'm to be sin free. I'm never, ever going to sin again. Uh, I'm going to never have a temptation. I'm never going to look at bad stuff on my computer ever again. And, and as soon as you fail, you think, oh, God, I can't do this Christian life. It's hopeless. There's no point. I was going to lose weight. I'd set my resolution at the beginning of the year, and I've, I've gained weight. I haven't lost it. It doesn't work. There's no point in this Christian life. Do you know how many people there, that there are that think that the Christian life is all about trying to be good? You can't be. You'll never be. It doesn't work. And I know because I tried that in the, the early years of my Christian life. It wasn't until I understood That it's not me and my power that's going to make me a better me. It's going to be the Holy Spirit living in me. Let the Spirit of God speak to your heart right now. Because some of you are feeling defeated. Some of you are feeling like it doesn't work. But I'm here to tell you today that it does. But what you need to do is you need to start focusing on God and start listening to what the Holy Spirit's saying. I guarantee you, he's going to speak. But you gotta listen. You know, when you're driving down the street and that guy cuts you off and you're yelling your head off at that guy. Does anybody ever do that? Talk to total strangers that you've never met before and they can't even hear you, but you're, you're carrying on a conversation. Who taught you how to drive? where did you get your license from a Cracker Jack? You know, it goes on and on like that. And the Holy Spirit's tapping you on the shoulders, just saying, Would you just shut up? Just be quiet. Would you just remember that you're a Christian? Or in my case, would you remember that you're a pastor? (laughs) Your kids are getting on your nerves. And your tendency, your reaction to that, is just to yell at them, to scream at them, and tell them how terrible kids they are. And they're messy, and they're dirty, and they're noisy. And what the Holy Spirit wants you to do is, is to be quiet. Put your arms around them. Tell them you love them. Do that to your kids. You might shock the daylights out of them. They won't know whatever happened to you. They'll think you got saved. You're annoyed at your, at your wife. You're annoyed at your husband. You don't know what on earth you're going to do. How are you going to change him? How are you going to change her? My husband, when I married him, he wasn't, wasn't great, but I thought I could fix him. My wife, before I married her, she was an egg, but I thought I could get that under control. How many know you can't change anybody? But what you can do is you can yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and God can change you. This is what it means to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit, where you hear his voice and he speaks to you. And here's the neat thing, folks, is that he will speak to you day by day, moment by moment. This is the exciting thing about Christianity. Your Christianity, folks, it's not just a religion where you carry out your rituals, but you have this ongoing relationship, this ongoing conversation with God where the Holy Spirit speaks to you and directs you and leads you. Are you enjoying that in your life right now? Because that's what God wants. He wants to lead you day by day, moment by moment, where you actually hear him speaking and saying, Don't go that way, go this way. Don't say that, say this. Don't do this, do that. You say, Pastor Alan, don't you think that's just overdoing it? Well, I would be very disappointed if my wife only talked to me once a week. Alan, I'll talk to you only on Sundays. And in the meantime, just do whatever you want, but we'll only talk on Sundays. Now, how long do you think a relationship like that's going to last? Well, it's the same thing with your relationship with God. For some of you, the only time you ever talk to him is when you come to church on Sunday. You sing a few songs, you pray a few prayers, and a few, few hallelujahs here and there, and then you think you can have a relationship with God. It's not how it works. God wants to have a living, vital, strong, thrilling, exciting relationship with God whereby you hear him speaking to you and he guides you and you say, God, what do you want me to do now? And God says, I want you to go talk to that woman and say, have a good day. I want you to talk to your coworker. Tell him, give him a smile and tell him, have a happy day. Ask that guy if he needs your help. Ask your daughter, is everything okay? And the spirit of, you begin to experience the Holy Spirit working in you and through you so that you begin to see miracles happen around you. This is what it means to be Pentecostal. It means you begin to experience miracles taking place in your life and through you because you're listening to the Holy Spirit. There's a fantastic YouTube video clip that's going around. And it's, uh, just Google it sometime. Not right now, please, after the service. <laughs> it's Victoria, just Vic, Victoria Osteen and Bill Cosby. Just Google that. And basically, it's Victoria Osteen saying, um, don't obey God for God's sake. Obey God for your own sake. You're not doing it for God. You're not obeying God for, your, for, for God's sake. You're doing it for your own sake. Because the main thing that God wants is for you to be happy. And when you're happy, then God's happy. So obey God for your own sake, never mind God. Well, okay, look it. And then, okay, and I'll tell you the rest of the video clip. And at the end of the video clip, it shows uh, Bill Cosby stand up and say, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Now, it's not, it's funnier on YouTube, but it's, it's, (laughs) it's, uh, it's not, he's not actually at the church. It just Someone just tacked it on, but it's fantastic. Now listen, I know, what, I know what Victoria Osteen's trying to say. What she's trying to say is when you serve God, when you obey God, when you do what God wants you to do, then life turns out well for you. It's true, but she's missing out a very vital point. And it's this. God, before he wants anything, he wants a relationship with you. We're talking about a love relationship between God and us. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's mysterious. Why would the God of the universe want to have a relationship with Ellen Duncalf? I don't get that. But he does. Because He has communicated it to me in his word. And it fills my heart with tremendous joy and gladness. God loves me. I don't know why, but he does. He really loves me. And he wants to talk to me day by day. And not only that, he wants to use me. He wants me to be his partner in making a difference in this world. It's, it's phenomenal. It's awesome. But you see, so many of us, we treat God like he's some kind of an idol that we pull out of the drawer when we're in trouble or when we need something. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Pull out the, our God idol Plunk in there and start praying and saying, God, you got to help me. I'm in trouble. My finances are in trouble. My marriage is in trouble. My family is in trouble. How many of you understand that God is not an idol that you pull up when you're in trouble? He's your father that loves you and wants to work in you and through you, and he wants you to be his partner, making this world a better place. So what we're talking about then is we're talking about aligning our heart with the heart of God so that God can use us. I gotta tell you, I've experienced some really, really wonderful experiences in my life because I've been willing to say, God, what do you want me to do? I remember driving down Cecil when we lived just over here in the community. There's a woman side of the road and flat tire, and could see she didn't really know what to do, frustrated and. And crying, I could see that. And I was on my way to an important appointment. And I felt the spirit of God say to me. I'm praying in the car, worshiping the Lord, singing praise songs. Anybody do that? Nice worship music on. And I'm praying and dear God, bless me this day and use me and help me. And I'm, I'm driving by this woman who's got a flat tire. She's crying and I'm worshiping God. I look over there and think, oh, well, poor thing. I got things to do here. <laughs> I know, it doesn't sound very Christian, does it? But here's the good news, is that I heard the voice of God, and God said, go back to that woman. And I said, but God. How many of you can't say but God to God? (laughs) Just God says do something, just do it. So I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to go back, but you're going to have to deal with the person that's going to be waiting for me. They're going to be angry. I couldn't audibly hear God say it, but I could imagine it big deal. <laughs> so I turned my car around, went over, got in my car. I'm all dressed up. I'm worried about my pants getting dirty. And uh, I got down, and I, I fixed that woman's tire. And you know what she said to me? She said, are you from around here? I said, yeah, actually. I'm the pastor <laughs> Of the church, this down the street. she said, "You know, I prayed. I prayed and said, "God, if you're real, if you're out there, send somebody to fix my flat tire." As I'm driving by, God, you, why did you pick me?" <laughs> and there it was, fixing her tire in a direct answer to her prayer. I can tell you that absolutely thrilled my soul. And you know what? She, she started coming to church, and she sent, sent her kids to church. They've since moved out of the community. I don't, I don't think they moved out of Manitoba. But they started coming to church, and they were introduced to Jesus Christ. Because God, in his mercy, allowed me to hear his voice so that I could be used. And I could sit here t- this morning and I could tell you all kinds of amazing stories of the ways that God has worked in my life and through me. But guess what, folks? He wants to do that through all of you. The problem is that we're just not always willing to listen. Remember, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things... But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and to peace. A little short on peace in your home, in your marriage, at work. May I suggest that you maybe take a little bit of extra time in the presence of God to hear his voice. And to watch what God will do in you and through you. God wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. Moses understood how important it was to have the Spirit of God leading and guiding him. Because there was a point when Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land. Where the children of Israel just were acting like children. When we say the children of Israel, you understand we're talking about mostly adults. But they were acting like children. They were out of hand. They were grumbling and complaining and whining. And they were—you could just see them kicking the seat. Are we almost there yet, Moses? Are we almost there yet? And how can we get? How can we're eating the same food every day? We're sick of McDonald's, or whatever it was they were eating. We're sick of—we're sick of eating manna. Are we, we're, are we almost there yet? And then God. It's not Moses that gets angry, it's God who gets angry. So that's it, I'm done with these people, I want nothing to do with these people that have come out of Egypt, I'm done with them. I'd I'm, I'm, like to just actually just destroy them. And Moses says, God, if you don't go with me, then I'm not going. God, I can't make it without you, I can't do this without you. Now let the spirit of God speak to you right now because it is arrogant for us to suggest or to believe or to think that somehow we can live this life in our own strength and power. And the fact of the matter is is most of us have have come to terms with the reality that we can't make it on our own. Would anybody say amen to that? And Moses says, if you don't go, I'm not going. And in that moment, God's love for Moses, if it were possible, went even deeper. So here's the thing, folks. You and I need the Holy Spirit to guide us day by day, not just for our own sake, but for the sake of the people around us. And we need to learn what it means to hear the voice of God because here's what I know. There's people all around you where you live, at your school, at your workplace, and in your home that are depending upon you to hear the Spirit of God and to do what the Spirit of God is saying. When I was in Saskatoon this uh, past week, we went to McDonald's for an ice cream cone, took all the kids out for an ice cream cone. And as I was uh, sitting there, I was reminded of the time that when I was in Bible school, I went to that same McDonald's early in the morning to prepare for an exam. As I'm walking in the door, and some of you have heard this, I walked in the door, big smile on my face, and the woman who had, they used to do this, they used to have a lady walk around with a cup of pot of coffee and, and fill your cup up. I don't know if they do that anymore. But this woman says to me, what on earth are you smiling about at 7 o'clock in the morning? Now, I'm a Bible college student. And I said, well, you know what? Let me put my books down and get my breakfast, and I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell you why I'm smiling. Now, I could have said, you know what? I'll be back later. I don't have time. I've got to study for an exam. I don't have time for this. But I felt the Spirit of God in me speaking to me, saying, Alan, this is an opportunity. I got my breakfast. Actually, she said, let me get the breakfast for you. Her Bible college student, two thumbs up. She's amazed that I'm smiling. 20-something-year-old smiling at 7 a.m. She came and sat down, and she said, "No, tell me why you're smiling at 7 o'clock in the morning. And right there, right there, I had the opportunity to share the message of Jesus Christ and his love and showed her the way that she could be free of her sin and she could have eternal life. And right there, this one with tears streaming down her cheeks gave her heart to Jesus at that McDonald's all those years ago. And again, she said, you're not going to believe this, but I pray, God, if you're real, send somebody into my life who can show me who you are, what you're about. God wants to do that with you. And again, I could, tell, I could tell you story after story of ways that God has given me the privilege of being used by Him for His glory and honor. What's God speaking to you? What's God saying to you? Where's your focus been these days? Have you been anxious? Have you been struggling in your Christian walk? Overwhelmed by temptation? Are you uh, maybe not where you need to be spiritually? I'm going to tell you this. God wants to do something very special in your heart today. God wants to help you get back on track. And all it takes is a little prayer that says, God, forgive me for trying to live this life in my own strength and my own power. God, help me to hear your voice and to start doing what you say Gloria and I have been married for 25 years and I'm going to tell you this I'm so thankful that we have lived our married life that way listening to the voice of God I'm so thankful that Gloria has listened to the voice of God concerning me and I know that I know that God has been saying to her be patient with him Gloria I'm not finished with him yet Our son, Nicholas, we dropped him off at Bible college this past week, and he wasn't sure whether he wanted to go to college or not. He was on again, off again. Yes, no, yes, no. I'm going to go to university. I'm, not going to go. I'm going to go to college and back and forth. He said, Dad, what should I do? I said, I'm not the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to ask God about that. So finally he said to me, I think I know what I want to do. And I said, what's that? I think I'm going to go to Bible school. I said, well, that's great. Are you sure that's the best expenditure of your money? And now he's gone back to this again. So I said, Nicholas, just be sure. It's a lot of money. So finally came back and said, you know, Dad, I know that I know that I know that that is what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. And I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for leading our family. You see, being a father, being a husband, being a pastor, it's far too big a responsibility for me to do it in my own strength and my own wisdom. I can't do it. I'm not smart enough for that. I'm not wise enough. But I know this, that the Holy Spirit wants to lead and wants to guide me into a life that is abundant and full of peace. What about you? Are you hearing the voice of God? He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. He wants, you to, be, he wants to help you be a great husband, a great wife. He wants to help you at your job. He wants, you to, wants to help you get your finances sorted out. He wants to help you with your health. But you have to learn what it means to hear his voice. Because he's still in the business of speaking to his people day by day, moment by moment. Would you stand with me please? We're going to sing a little song. We sang it during the summer months. I had decided to follow Jesus. And that's really what it is. Every time you listen to the voice of God, every time you listen to the Holy Spirit, it means you're following Jesus. You're following and doing what Jesus wants you to do. So let's just close our eyes. I think we all know the words, but I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back.